Coming up, today's guest is the creator of the popular Phase 10 card game, also available in app form. You're about to discover how he comes up with game ideas, how his new mobile platform allows you to get more referrals for your app, and what's the best way to ask users to refer their friends? You're going to find all that out and so much more. The most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. AppRadar will save you time with their unified and connected ASO workflow and save you money with their Apple Search Ads team who will optimize your campaigns and increase your ROAS. Go to AppRadar.com to learn more. Looking for a platform to manage, optimize, and track your marketing campaigns all in one single dashboard? Well, more than 25,000 apps, including some of the biggest brands, have implemented Adjust's solutions, so you should too. Learn more at adjust.com slash appmasters. What is up, App Nation? It is Steve P. Young, founder of AppMasters.com, the podcast, the YouTube channel that you go when you want action-packed content related to growing your business in the complicated but growing mobile app space. And today, I've got a phenomenal guest as somebody who loves to play games, board games primarily, with my family. I'm super excited to be talking to this guy. I've talked to him for a few years ago, but I'm super excited to finally have him on. He's an inventor. He owns a bunch of intellectual property and he's made several board and card games, the most successful being Phase 10. I'm sure you guys have heard about that. And he's got a great company now called Wildfire. We did some ad reads for him them in the past, but wildfire.software, you can go check them out. And what Wildfire does is allows you to get a referral system. And so it incentivizes your current users to want to share your, the app with your friends, with their friends. So without further ado, Ken, welcome to the show. Hi, Steve. Thanks for having me. I'll have you explain Wildfire in a little bit more in detail than what I have, might have done. But Ken, let, let's talk about something that has been working for you well today. Okay. Well, what works well for me is, is inventing games. I mean, that's been my bread and butter since I was a teenager and uh, I built my life, my, my income, my uh, everything from games. Sorry, I'm typing it out. <laughs> All right. I'm taking notes as I'm going. This is and I try to mute myself. But talk to me about your process because I'm really excited. I love games. Ken, I think I told you this back in the day when we first met. I wanted to be a game show host. So I love coming up with different game ideas. I actually do this. I have a Halloween party every annual and Christmas party at our house. And then I try to come mm -hmm. up with games. Like, What's your process for coming up with a game? Yeah. Uh, good question. You know, I've, I've been asked that many times. And I, I think for me, it's always been just a... Uh, I will I will sit down and take a look at a game that I found maybe through just friends and family, something that's that's not commercialized, but it's just something we get around, sit around the dining room table and we're playing a game that we, we found. And I try to take elements of those those games that are in the public domain and figure a way to um manipulate them so that I can commercialize concepts that people are already familiar with. Mm. And and that's what I did with phase ten. I I took Rummy, which people have been playing for years, uh, 
such as uh, uh, Bridge or 500 Rummy and a number of other uh, titles, and then developed a, a, a version of Rummy that was not being played. And so I, I made Rummy a little more commercialized, uh, obviously more co- commercialized, but I, <laughs> I put a spin on it that had not been done before. And I was fortunate that people gravitated toward it and it's done quite well all over the world. You know, it's funny because even David Reichel, who created Color Switch, or even Matthew Hall, who created Crossy Road, they talk about the same thing. Like, hey, you know, Crossy Road was the Frogger was the inspiration. How do I Frogger with Flappy Bird? Like, how do I bring Frogger and allow you to die right away, which is <laughs> Flappy Bird flappy bird type of style right like it's like hey really thinking through what exists and sort of miss like remixing it a little bit so that you can figure out like what's this new iteration that's going to be more commercialized exactly exactly you take things that are already there add new concepts um, and new ways of doing things and voila you've got something new and because really there's there's nothing new under the sun but there's just variations of what people are already doing you know there's I've been told there's only really three or four games in the world. There's, there are strategy games where you're sitting across the table from someone trying to accomplish something. So basically, there's trying to accomplish a goal. There's going around the board, again, trying to accomplish a goal. There's dice games, but they're you know, variations of, of dice games. Um, and then there are card games. And typically on card games, you're either trying to rig your hand of all your cards. You're trying to capture all the cards or some variation of those models. And so that's that's it. So how do you take those concepts that are already familiar and then commercialize them? Because to do otherwise, you're trying to develop something that's not been seen, and that's sometimes difficult to get people to adopt something that's totally foreign to them. Yeah, I love it. One of our favorite games right now that we just bought, Blink, is one yes. and then ring clap it ring it ring it oh. kids love that one i don't know if you've heard yeah. of ring it but essentially it's you're right like it's it's a card game but then you have to clap and ring if there's been a match on the table people start flipping yeah. cards but it's a, that's like a variation of something that we've already played and blink is a variation of something i used to play called speed back in the day i'm like oh i love this game and i love this iteration too it's so exciting <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true of them all. I mean, Blink is produced by Mattel, which also produces my game. And um, Uno, which is the card game, most popular uh-huh. card game worldwide, is a variation of a game called Crazy Eight. So right. the very first yeah. time I played it, uh, I remember the day I'm playing with my sister. This is back in the early 80s. And, and she was very excited about to introduce this game to our, our family. And the minute I played it, I said, hey, this is Crazy Eight on steroids, basically. <laughs> So that, that's it. You take familiar concepts and morph them. And I know other game and toy inventors, and they've all done the same thing. So you've heard of the game Jenga. Yeah. Which, um, again, I know Leslie Scott, who developed that game. Um, it was basically a concept uh, that she drew from a game that was popular in South Africa, where she grew up. Um, you take uh, Bop It, uh, the popular toy. Uh, I know the gentleman. Uh, Dan Klitzner, who developed that. Again, a popular concept, and he morphed it into a toy, and it's been very successful. Um, Most games that are played by you and me and everyone else around the world, they were invented by independent inventors like myself, who then licensed or sold them to the major toy companies. 
Wow. That's amazing. And you know, like it's so true. I created this video about this and trying to translate this into the mobile app spaces, you know, no, no new idea exists. Like, like you said, you know, there's primary principles. And so trying to figure out like iterations of what's next, what's missing. And, you know, like, I think what I want to get to Ken too, is when you said commercializing it, what does that mean? Like, how do you figure out like this game? Oh, I'm going to commercialize it this way. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a good, good question. So uh, again, let's look, use Uno because it's a game most everyone has ever, has, has played. Uno again is based off of a, a traditional game people play with a regular deck of cards called Crazy Eights. And what he did was to he took Crazy Eights and said, "How can I add elements to this game everybody already knows?" And and those new elements would justify people going to the store and buying this packaged version of a game they're already playing with a regular deck of cards. So that's what I mean by commercializing it. Taking something, people could just play with a regular deck of cards and giving them enough reason due to the changes and the special features or special cards that you've added. Uh, By doing so, you give them enough reason to go out and buy your commercial version of a game they've been playing for years with a regular deck of cards. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. Mm-hmm. It's so simple too. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> all he did was take Crazy Ace and add it. You know, obviously he changed changed it from suits, uh, typical card suits to colors. Right. And then he took uh, he added wild cards. He added skip cards. He added reverse cards reverse. that were not yep. present in a regular deck of cards. And so now he's got a version of Crazy Ace, which anyone that's ever played Crazy Ace recognizes that that is. Uh, uh, the foundation of Uno, but there's enough nuances and cards that are not available in a 52 deck of cards that he's, that people say, look, I like playing this version better and I would rather go buy Uno than get a deck of poker cards and play that way because there's enough variation that this makes sense to spend the $5 or $6 to buy the Uno. Yeah, I like it. Well, let's make that transition into Wildfire now. So what prompted you to go from this gaming space that you've had so much success in success in into the the mobile app space well uh you know one day i was i was, had developed a, a trivia game uh actually a board game for people to play as a family party game and um i decided to turn that into an app and in the process of developing it i realized that the the biggest after studying the app space and so forth and after achieving success with the phase 10 app i decided well uh, how can I, I don't have the, the draw that Phase 10, the app does, because people would look for the Phase 10 app because they've been playing the regular card game. Whereas if I introduce a new trivia game, I don't have that brand awareness to draw people into the app. So I was trying to figure out how can I uh, encourage referrals. Uh, I realized after doing some studying that referrals in the real world toys and game space is important and it's also important in applications. And I thought if I could come up with a referral incentive, uh, then maybe that would help me get this this app into the, the marketplace. So um, I decided to basically develop Wildfire as a way of incentivizing users of an application to refer other users by by giving them a reward. And in this case, a Wildfire, it's a Wildfire coin uh, that they earn every time they refer someone. And then when that referee engages in the, the application um, as designated by the developer, then the referrer 
gets rewarded additionally every time that referee engages in certain activities within that application. You know, I found referral systems, the most effective ones to be one where both parties win, you know, like I get a little something for referring my friend and then they obviously get a little something too. And I love those exactly. type of referral systems. Exactly. And that's what wildfire does. It, it incentivizes the user to engage the application in order to get coins. And then the person that referred me obtains more wildfire coins every time I achieve something within that application. Love it. The, and then there's an SDK involved, right? Like we have to put an SDK in our app. Yeah, there's an SDK uh, and it's totally up to the developer what incentives they want to offer, how many coins they want to offer for whatever activity or achievement is earned. Uh, it's fully uh, customizable by the dev in terms of uh, wildfire coins and, and their distribution. I love that. Cool. Hey, Ken, before I move on, because you have a ton of businesses, I want to get some insights, some personal advice from you about that and how you've been able to manage all of them, like how you think about the different ideas and, and when is it time that you can feel like, hey, I can start a new business. Before I do, I do want to thank my sponsor, Adjust.com. Look, Wildfire is going to really let you get your current users to refer others. So it's like a referral mechanism. But to know what's working well in the app space, you need an attribution and analytics tool as well. And that's where Adjust comes in. They're the all-in-one solution that allows you to kind of see, hey, are these real users? And something that's been really happening, Ken, is bots being a big source of ad fraud. And so what Adjust allows you to do is see, are these people that you're spending money on, are they real users or are they just spam or are they just bots? And so it mm. just has all that information along with what people are doing, where are they coming from, and then who are gonna, what's the most effective channel for a paying user? That's what's most important. People focus more too much on the CPI rather than who are these users, even though I'm paying a little bit more, are they actually doing something in the app, like using Wildfire and referring their friends? Because that's a great user. With Adjust and Wildfire, you'll be able to figure all that out. So if you're interested in using Adjust, just go to adjust.com. Let them know you're, oh, actually, I have a great URL. Adjust.com slash AppMasters. So I get a little bit of love as well. And they know that you heard it on this very podcast. Once again, it is adjust.com slash AppMasters. Okay, Ken, so you've got this great platform. You obviously have your apps like Phase 10 ready to go using the platform. Let me ask you this, like from a business standpoint, you've got many businesses, Ken. Like obviously I'm looking on your LinkedIn. How do you kind of figure out like, all right, what's the next business? Or what should I do next? Like, or when is the right time to start a new business? Wow, that's a great question. And, and I tell you what, I've, I've, um, I've done a lot of different things uh, to uh, arrive at at that point of hey let's start this business. Uh, sometimes it's been a, a case of just seeing an opportunity and um, and and doing a lot of research, studying, reading, uh, talking to people. Uh, as you and I alluded to earlier uh, about podcasting, as an example, but just trying to get information and not being afraid to ask for help. And uh, once I've got all that data, then it's a matter of, hey, is it time to launch this new business? In other cases, I've actually invested in, in businesses and uh, tried to take them to another level. Uh, as you mentioned on my LinkedIn, I've got a company called Restaurant Logic, uh, which provides uh, a, a, a software platform for restaurants, uh, and it man helps them manage their entire digital footprint, everything from their website to their email marketing campaigns, their social media, uh, 
uh, platforms. It, they can all manage. They can manage all of that from one location uh, through our dashboard. So I invested initially, and then I decided at some point uh, we uh, to, to take over the operations. And so it's, it's just a matter of, of studying, trying to see what's in the marketplace, what's trending, and, and trying to jump on board. That's awesome. Hey, the I want to get back to a little bit more of the referral stuff from the wildfire platform. Have you seen like what's the best way to get people to try to refer their friends? Like, is there an optimal point or within the app? Like, I'm obviously it's going to depend on the app itself, but like, are there best practices that we should know to say, hey, this is the prime user to try to get them to refer their friends? Yeah, usually it's your power users that are usually your your best referrers. But um, in doing the research, uh, as we developed Wildfire, I found that the average person will refer about two to three people. Let's just say three people. Um, and they do that naturally, without any incentive. Uh, I have a 13, uh, soon-to-be 13-year-old in a week and a half, and he and his friends are referring apps to one another constantly. You know, And we're not talking just apps on the uh, mobile devices, but also on their, on their Xboxes and so forth. <laughs> And so they're, they're always referring, but they don't get anything for doing so. Or they may get a little in-game currency. Uh, some devs will give them a little in-game currency. But the idea of Wildfire is to give them a currency that they can use across applications. So, uh, for instance, if App ABC says, look, I'm going to give you some in-game currency for referring people, that's great. But now that same app can give them that in-game currency along with some Wildfire coins that they can spend within that app and the next app and the next app and so on. So it, it goes across applications, which makes it more valuable to the user because now they can use it beyond the app in which they earned it. So it's like a, sort of like a, a gift card in a way, right? Like that, like a Visa gift card that you can use anywhere you want. Hey, you get yeah, some Wi-Fi points. That's analogy. Can- yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Take that. I'm talking to my <laughs> wife. She says I suck at analogies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great one. And uh, but yeah, that, that's what we were trying to go for because people want to, they get excited about an app. They, they will naturally tell other people. But why not incentivize them to do what they're already doing? And this goes back to what we talked about before. You're not trying to change behavior. You're trying to enhance and incentivize behavior they're engaged in. So when I'm developing a game, I'm not trying to develop a game to, uh, to around concepts that people are unfamiliar with. Rather, take concepts they're familiar with and expand on it. In this case, incentivize that behavior. Uh, so that way it's easier for people to adopt it. Now, what, from launching the SDK, I know I've got a couple of friends who have their own SDKs that they launched too and work with various companies who are trying to target the app creators, the app publishers in the world. What, what have you found being successful in trying to get more app developers to use Wildfire? You know, it's, it's uh, getting the first few devs excited about it and seeing uh, their referral numbers go. We have a dashboard they can look at, and they can also develop their own uh, dashboard using our data. Uh, to see their referral numbers, how many coins are in circulation, um, and how many users are are engaging their application and so forth. And so the idea here is to get those initial uh, devs to adopt it. And like anything else, if they're successful with it, they'll tell other guys, we'll tell other guys and so forth. That's awesome. Well, how are they doing it? Is it more just like, hey, you know, refer a friend after you win a game or how are the more successful ones using Wildfire? How are they using best utilizing wildfire 
it's best to use a some a um, interstitial or something between rounds, uh, a promotion, a push notification, things of those of that nature has worked. And as long as people see the wildfire icon on the home page uh, of the app, they will out of curiosity, see what this is all about. And then if you just have a little pop-up or something says, hey, wildfire coins, earn these by referring people and, and spend them in the application to get this, that, and the other thing, um, that that's usually enough to get people to do it. Because again, they're already referring people to their favorite apps. You're not asking them to do anything they're not already doing. Now they do is push a button, send a referral of their e- to their email list or their Facebook uh, friends, and boom. They will. Some of those people will will download the app and give it a, a shot. And at that point, the uh, referrer will earn coins that they can immediately go spend or accumulate them and and spend them for bigger prizes. Hey Ken, when you said you know it's best to get the power users, your most engaged users, to try to share within Wildfire, do you provide analytics to help us figure who those power users are? Uh, that's a very good question. And no, we don't. But we found that a lot of the devs will already use other services uh, and probably adjust us this sort of thing as well. Yeah, uh, with attribution. Uh, so usually they already have another service that they're uh, engaged with that will identify their power users and, and uh, their numbers and so forth. And then they can target those users, maybe incentivize them beyond their normal incentives uh, to engage their, their, uh, their friends. You know, it's so true. There's an app that I use to pay my offshore employees. It's called Remitly. And every time I send a a payment to my employees, it asks me like, hey, do you want to refer a friend? Get $10. It asked me too many times. But, you know, on the flip side, some of my favorite apps that I use on a daily basis, practically, they never ask me to refer right. my friends, right? It's like, right. what is wrong with there? There has to be this fine balance of like, yes, you need like you said, Ken, you need it interstitial. Like Rabitly does a great job. I sent it. They're like, hey, you just sent payment. Want to refer a, fr- a friend? They send it to me every single time. And I get a little bit annoyed. But you do need something that's sort of disruptive, but in a nice way that right. says, you know, like you just finished the book. You want to refer a friend now. Like give right. it a free month of reading. Right. And we've also found that just having a menu item for refer a friend will do it also. Again, if people are excited, it all goes back to the app. If the app is good, people are enjoying it then they will naturally refer other people. Sometimes only when the time is right, they're sitting around at Thanksgiving or whatever it is, they may mention it, right? But if you tell them, hey, you just did this or you accomplished that, why don't you refer a friend? Push this button. They push a button. They see their friends list. Boom, they do it. It's very simple. They check a box of all their friends they want to refer to. It doesn't have to be everybody. And boom, sends the message. And there's the referral. Not all of them will... Uh, engage, but some of them will. And now you've built a chain of people that will build your wildfire coin base that you can then go out and spend uh, in, uh, for things within that app or other apps. So yeah, I mean, it's not that difficult, but a lot of people don't do it. It's like, you know, the typical one-on-one salesman thing, ask for the sale. You know, yeah, right. <laughs> some people just don't get it. Uh, yeah. Gotta ask. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Because if you remind people that, hey, like my, one of my favorite apps is called Script and it's audiobooks, like a Netflix for audiobooks, right? One subscription, unlimited audiobooks that you can get. So I like it a little bit better than Audible and it's a little bit cheaper. But like if they, I know because, you know, if I refer a friend, it's one month free for me and one month free for them. But like 
if they showed me that frequently, a little bit more frequently, as I'm talking, this is what happened. I talked to my brother-in-law. I'm like, hey, this app is awesome, man. Like, you got to check it out. So he's like, okay, I'm going to get it. What was that app called? And I was like, oh, I text him the link, my referral link, right? And so like, mm -hmm. you got to make it easy for users to find it too. Because as we're talking about this and we there's a special offer, you got to make it easier for the user to find this referral thing as well, this button. Right, exactly, exactly. And, and that's why we say, hey, devs, the way to in, uh, implement wildfire in your app is have a menu item just simply says refer a friend yeah. and or offer some interstitials, something between games, something as an achievement bonus, something that that puts it in front of them and they will refer if they're enjoying your app. And, and let's assume they are, then they will naturally refer people and you're giving them another reason to do so. And I've, I've seen stats that from like branch that say if they text message, like even though it's lower, right, it's one-on-one, -on -one, you and me texting can, but mm -hmm. it's way higher, way better users. And so yes. we're not like sharing on social media. Hey, because I'm texting somebody intimately, they become actually better users and like more engaged users too. So exactly. And, and referrals have, uh, it's been proven that a referred user is a uh, stable uh, better user of an application. Look at it this way. If I know, for instance, Steve, you like golf and I discovered a new golf app and I refer you to that app, you're more likely to engage that app and be a long-term user because you, I already know you like golf. Uh, the advertiser isn't doing a shotgun approach trying to advertise it to any and everyone and hoping people will click and download. Oftentimes people will and then they they uninstall it right away when they realize it's not quite what they want or whatever. But because right. I'm referring you, I know you, I know what your likes and dislikes are, and I know you're more likely to be a user of this application. So it's a better marketing approach for the dev to, to incentivize their current users to refer other users of like mind who are more likely to engage that application at a much lower cost per install than just running ads in random uh, competing applications. I love it, Ken. Hey, anything that I missed that you want to make sure we cover before we hit the big finish? I don't think so. I mean, this has been great. I really appreciate the opportunity to, to yeah. sit and talk with you and, and uh, explain to your, your listeners what Wildfire is and talk about Phase 10. Uh, phase 10 is available at a store near you. I don't care where you are in the world, so go out and take a look at it, and uh, I appreciate your giving me the opportunity. Absolutely, Ken. I was super excited to talk to you. I, I love board games myself. Hey, guys, before we hit the big finish, I do want to thank my last sponsor, AppRadar, AppRadar.com. Look, I know a lot of people have heard about AppRadar through this podcast and starting to use it and really utilizing the tools. What I always say about AppRadar is all these ASO tools will charge you. You got to pay $59, $89, $70 to use their services. But AppRadar, if you just connect your Google Play or Apple account, don't worry, they are trustworthy. If you connect it to their account, they will give you the data, all the keywords that I've been telling you guys about. How do you do keyword research? How do you find the keywords that have good traffic, low difficulty, especially if you've got no downloads on your app? But those are the keywords you have to find. AppRadar gives you those keyword, that keyword data absolutely free for up to 200 keywords. Amazing, right? And I've been using them for to track my downloads, to track my keyword rankings. I get a daily email for some of my high-touch clients where I'm just trying to figure out hey, here's what happened. And for one of our clients, we 10x downloads to close to 1,000 downloads, okay? They were under, barely under 100, and then we got them close to 100, I mean, 1,000 downloads a day now, organically. They're doing nothing else. And I'm tracking where we are with our rankings, how we're doing, and if we've moved 
at all. So AppRadar is the best, I would say, free ASO tool out there. They give away so much to you as an indie developer. So go check them out, appradar.com. Let them know you heard it on this podcast so that I get some love from Thomas as well. But once again, appradar.com. Ken, this has been absolutely amazing, but let's go to the big finish. Give us one app we definitely should check out. Well, uh, again, I like games. So naturally, I'm going to tell you it's a game uh, application. And it is called Spades Free. It's a card game. Um, I would love to say it's one of my games, but it's not. Uh, But I would check that out. It's called Spades Free if you like spades. Now, if you like uh, other games, I have an app. It's called Scratch Phrase. It is one of my apps. It's fun. It is, you basically have uh, uh, an image that's obscured. You take your finger uh, on your phone, you scratch the image. After the time is up, whatever you can see, you try to, uh, like hangmen, find uh, uh, what that image is. What is it portraying? And it's a lot of fun. You get points, you get incentives. It, it's fun. So it's called Scratch Phrase. And for your card game lovers, if you don't download Phase 10, download uh, uh, Spades Free. I love it. Hey, is there a board game that you've been enjoying? You know, my favorite board game is Risk. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my favorite board game. Uh, I have to ask you, Ken, have you ever played Bears versus Babies? No, I've not heard of that one. <laughs> okay, it's a great one. I love it. It's a strategy game, but it has a little bit of randomness to it. Mm-hmm. And so if we ever see each other, you know, that's all we're doing, right? I'm bringing oh, my, my bears versus babies. <laughs> well, you know, my nephews introduced me recently to a game called Bang. Uh-huh. Uh, it's an old West type of scenario. And you're trying to, uh, all the outlaws are trying to kill the sheriff and the sheriff and the deputy are trying to kill all the outlaws. It's a lot of fun. So, okay. I got to check Bang. that out too. <laughs> Bang. All right. I'm going to, this one cards for bears versus babies. I like it cause it's not as long like risk. You know, it takes a, yeah. long, it take a long time. And so I'm like, oh, but I like this. It's quick and easy. And so, Ken, you know, my wife and I have had many fights <laughs> after that game. <laughs> Especially if I beat her and I do something sneaky. She's like, oh my God, I hate you so much. I'm not talking to you for the rest of the night. <laughs> right. Well, try playing phase 10 and skip your wife and then you'll know what trouble is. So <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Ken, what's a lesson that took you the longest to learn? Um, oh, that's a good question. I'm, I'm going to have to think about it. I'm, I'm going to, my snap answer would be, um, always, uh, before trying to launch a new business, a new product, it's been a hard lesson to learn. I don't know that it's taken the longest, but it's a hard lesson to learn because you get so excited about your ideas. And the lesson is this, evaluate the idea as much as possible before you launch or spend a lot of money developing it. And I tell inventors this all the time. I'm guilty of not doing it sometimes, but it's so critical uh, because what excites you and you think is the greatest thing since sliced bread may not excite other people. So you have to evaluate it, talk to people. Uh, You don't have to reveal your secret sauce, just reveal the general idea of what you're trying to accomplish with what problem you're trying to solve through your invention or your idea and, and talk to people with that problem 
and get their input on a resolution and what they're currently doing and how um, you can then gauge how your product, your idea will solve the problem and be viewed by, by the public. That's the short answer to a, uh, a much longer answer, um, uh, but a uh, short answer to the question. Um, but yeah, that's learning how to truly objectively evaluate your ideas is, is very difficult, but so critical to success. It's something that I think we as founders and entrepreneurs need to be reminded of on a daily basis. I feel like there's our, there's like maybe 10 core principles that everybody should really remind themselves every time. And it's like, it's cliche, but then it's like, duh, there's a reason why it's cliche. Like sometimes you just need to hear that at the right time to fully yeah. execute on it. So I love right. okay, The great. website is called wildfire.software. Go check them out. Look, they're going to help you get your current users to refer their friends. And it is a platform, so their users don't have to always use a certain type of virtual currency. They can use it anywhere else. So it's a win for you because you get more users, more engaged users. It's a win to the users because they can use the wildfire currency anywhere they want. Once again, it is wildfire.software. Ken, if the user wants to connect with you anywhere else, anywhere else, do you want to send them anywhere else besides wildfire.software? Uh, yeah, they can check me out on LinkedIn, send me a message, and I'd love to, to contact them. And if you would like, I could also uh, extend my email address. It's K-E-N-J-O-H-N-1, that's the number one, at att.net. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, if you got questions, I'd love to answer those and uh, help you uh, engage your users. Great. Ken's a great guy. I've known him for a couple of years now. We've emailed back and forth for a long time now. And Ken, thank you so much. I'm super excited that we finally got to do this. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been a blast. Thank you all for listening. And I'll see you on the next chat. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.